0: And I want to say that at a time like this, not only should we just rejoice and celebrate for the gift of eternal life, the Bible says, in the person of Christ Jesus, it is time for us also to learn that if he paid all that price, he shouldn't have to sweat about whether we will love and obey him at all. It is good to celebrate But then it is also a time of reflection. How well am I acting as a child of God? What has God asked me to do? How well am I doing it? He didn't just save us. He called us to serve him. He called us to be the light of this world. We ought to be a city set upon a hill that should not be hidden. He has called us to set an example that would draw people to to Christ. As we give glory to God for the gift of God, Christ Jesus, I want to remind Grace Assembly, this is the best time to recalibrate your walk with God. This is the time to say, how well have I done? This is the time to say, I choose to be better than who I used to be. This is the time to stop living for yourself because if he live for himself, you and I are bound for hell. This is the time to submit ourselves to the counsel of the Lord. This is also time for us to know that we don't know how much time we have. And one day we will give an account. That said, this morning I take my scripture from Romans 5. I'm going to read to your hearing verses 7 to 9. And I'm going to be reading from the message Bible that drives a point home. Romans 5, 7 to 9. Please remain standing with me. The Bible says we can understand someone dying for a person what dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to be to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we're of no use whatever to him. I'm going to pause there. But God puts his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we're of no use whatsoever to him. And after he has done that, what ought we to be doing? Verse 9 says, Now that we're set right with God by the means of this sacrificial death, they consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. Now that we have been set right with God, that we that we are of no use to him at all, that we have now been set right with God by the means of this painful, ugly, sacrificial death, they consummate blood sacrifice there is no longer i tell you to everyone that can hear me there is no longer a question of being at odds with god in any way at all and so this morning i bring you the word that i entitled be all and end all that's what the cross is be all and end all That's what the cross is. Now that we're set right with God because of resurrection Sunday. By the means of Jesus' sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice. There is no longer, there should be no longer any question at all. Of being at odds with God in any way. Father, this morning as... We bless the name of the Lord for the resurrection Sunday that guarantees eternal life to the believer. We also confront ourselves regarding the expectation of the Lord concerning us. If you could do your part, we have no reason not to do our part. There is no longer and should no longer be any questions at being at odds with God at home in church wherever we go in any way at all father as i release the word of god today open our hearts open our understanding cause us to be willing to align with god that that which really started on the cross will be complete till the day of christ in the name of the lord jesus christ thank you father lord in jesus name we pray Amen. You may be seated. The message this morning is short and straight to the point. Be all and end all. That's what the cross is. The cross means one thing. And it means everything. It's the be all and end all. That's what the cross is. Everything of God has in mind everything that God is and everything that God wants to do is encapsulated in that symbolic cross and that's why we took the hymn the old rugged cross we cannot replicate it we cannot nothing can outdo the cross the cross is everything this morning my assignment is very very simple and I trust that many men of God across the globe will have received the same instruction from the Lord that, we, that God says I'm happy the way you celebrate Easter. The question is what about your part? I read the scripture again Romans five seventy nine. we can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. We can understand that and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice but God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. Let's settle that matter. And now that we are set right with God by the means of this sacrificial death and the consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way at all. Whether emotionally, whether psychologically, whether socially, whether educationally, whether academically, whether maritally, it does not not matter. There is no longer a question of being at at odds with God in any way. God has played his hand and he said it is finished. We ought to make up our minds to follow in the same way. I'm going to, when the Bible talks about the consummate blood sacrifice, I want to speak about the word consummate so that you understand how big the the sacrifice is. The word consummate means the subject is of the highest degree. So when it says the consummate blood sacrifice, it's saying that it is the highest degree of sacrifices. Consummate means the subject is complete in every detail. So what the scripture is saying, the consummate, when it says the consummate blood sacrifice, it is saying it is a sacrifice complete in every detail. I thought somebody said, praise God. The word consummate means the consummate blood sacrifice is complete in every detail and absolutely Perfect. Nothing can be added. Nothing can be taken away. Your salvation is hundred percent finished, guaranteed. Oh, I thought somebody would clap for the Lord Jesus there. The ultimate, consummate blood sacrifice. When I title my, my 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 exhortation this morning, the be all and end all. The word, the, the, the phrase, the be all and end all means the all important, ultimate quintessential those are the words that the word um, the phrase be all and end all means all important the cross ultimate the cross quintessential it is the quintessential emblem of God's love for us it is settled and so my concern this morning is verse 9b of this consummate blood sacrifice it says there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. In the last few weeks, I brought you the word of God that the only way to fulfill the law of Christ is to be burden sharers or burden bearers with one another. It says, no matter what, I brought you another word, no matter what you do, what, no, no matter what I think, no matter what I believe, no matter even what I preach, if I don't have love, I am bankrupt. This is what it is when it says that there is no longer a question of being at odds with the standards and the requirements and the expectations of God. There should be none whatsoever in any way. When we put the cross, the be all and end all, God has made his own statement. And he's standing back and saying, I want to see your own statement. Why is my own statement so quintessential and complete? why is yours not here or there this is the time to jumpstart our christianity this is the time to start all over i hope somebody is hearing me may the lord grant us the grace to walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him in every way in the name of the lord jesus christ you see the church is quiet now when it's when we talk about what jesus did we're shouting And that's good. We're dancing. I'm talking about what are we going to do about what he did? Can I get a witness in the house? Is it a one-sided relationship? We keep talking about what he did. What are we going to do about what he did? And how well are we doing it? I'm going to read Romans 5 verse 6. That's the preceding verse before the 7 to 9 that I read. This is very interesting. It says Christ arrived right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to even get ready. He went ahead, ready or not. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak. And rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do about saving ourselves anyway. Shota. When we were rebellious and too weak and too foolish to know what to do about our terrible state, He did not wait for us. Christ arrived right on time to make salvation happen. He presented himself. Thank you. He presented himself. Nobody forced him. He presented himself for this sacrificial death. And it takes us to verse 7. And verse 7 says, We can understand then someone dying for a person, what dying for. We're talking about people that didn't know what to do, didn't know how to get out of trouble. We're talking about states of rebellion. We can understand if we were what dying for. No, but that's not what happened. Verse 6 says, but God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. Now that we are set right, listen to me, now that we are set right with God, by the means of this sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. We need to put this thing in balance. For so long, we have, sat, we have observed Christmas and and, 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 and uh, uh, Easter without talking about the other side of it. And so, if that happens, my conclusion to the requirement of Romans 5 and verse 9, particularly the B part, is that there should be no question any longer of being disagreeable with God in any way or to be at loggerheads with God or out of step with God in any way. The scripture says it very simply. It says, "No longer at odds. To be at odds with somebody is to feel you have a right to be disagreeable. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? Let me give you an example. You are the boss, you have your staff. If your staff are at loggerheads with you or at odds with you, what it means is that your staff imagine that concerning your rule in your office they have a right to be disagreeable with you. Not so. Once it's your call, it's your call. Am I in order? Come on now. Am I in order? Okay. So when I say there should be no question of being disagreeable with God in any way or to be at loggerheads with him, I know what I'm talking about. When children at loggerheads with their parents, you know how the parents feel that, e, me, that I gave back to you, me, that I cleaned you up, me, that I fed you. I'm talking, you're talking back. That is what it means to be at loggerheads. We don't like it, but we do it with the Lord. The cross is evidence that you have no right to be disagreeable with God. You have. It's not concealing where anybody. is not nobody is big enough to be at loggerheads with the Lord. Somebody ought to say this in church. It's not a negotiable thing. The word of God is not for us to be discussed or argue about. It is for us to obey it. I hope somebody will clap for me. We have now exalted ourselves. We debate which part of the word we want to obey we want to rewrite the Bible not on my watch till I die I will preach the whole counsel of the Lord to everything even animals I'll preach to them because the cross is finished nobody can add to it nobody can take away from it. no longer should we be at odds with the Lord let's stop it let's behave ourselves there's only one Lord he has paid the price now that he has said what for us to do our duty is to ask for grace to obey him there should be no longer the question of being disagreeable with god why do we think our opinion is superior to what he said what is going on that everything now even church you want to debate what goes on in church There should be no longer the question of being out of step with God in any way. Easter is also about the time the Lord says, I have finished my job. Now follow me. Romans 5 verse 6 says Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't And doesn't wait for us to get ready. When it was time for him to do his own. He didn't wait whether we have stopped our evil ways. He did it. He said it doesn't matter. And he's now saying when I've done it. Can you now follow me? Can you see how much I have loved you? Can you see how much I have done for you? Why should we then still be at loggerheads with him? I want to challenge the church today with a song that says he did not wait for me to reach out to him he did not wait for me to be ready but he went to the cross calling me come on help me sing that song and I want you to meditate on the words of the song and if and says the chorus says I'm so I'm forever grateful grateful should not be something of our lips it should
1: be the way we now choose to leave to you i'm forever grateful for the cross Mm -hmm. i'm forever grateful Mm -hmm. to you that you came came to seek and save save the the lord
0: If you know it, just join us,
1: please. I'm forever grateful to you. I'm forever grateful for the cross. I'm forever grateful.
0: Sing it from the beginning. You did not wait for me. You do not wait for, for me.
1: me to cry out to you. Okay, most of you don't but know the song. We are the old Christians. You do not wait for me to draw near. To, to draw near to you. you. But you, make me hear your voice calling me. I'm for, I'm forever grateful to you, to you. I'm for, I'm forever grateful. If you're grateful, can you stand to your feet? I'm for, I'm forever grateful. that you came that you came to to seek and to to seek and save the Lord I'm forever forever grateful grateful to you you. I'm for I'm forever forever grateful for the cross Oh, I am forever grateful to you that you came to seek and say the Lord.
0: And I believe that the spirit of that song is saying that gratitude should metamorphose into a lifestyle that shows that having been forgiven a lot, I owe it to you, Lord, to change the way I think, to change the way I act, to change the way I relate with people and become an obedient child. Oh, some people are clapping. Don't wait for them. Just clap because... It takes a grateful person to receive a message like this. The song says, you did not wait for me to reach out to you. But I hear your voice calling me. Calling me out of prostitution. Calling me out of being a thief. Calling me out of being uh, uh, an adulterer. Calling me out of all kinds of things. uh, And you did not judge me. You died for me. You adopted me into the family of the Father. You preserve a space for me so that when time gives it to eternity, you come and receive me to yourself. I am forever grateful. Because I'm so grateful, that's why I don't do the way I do things anymore. Because I'm forever grateful, that's why when I'm chastised, I repent. Because I'm forever grateful, I change my ways. A lot of people know how to receive, but they don't know how to show gratitude. A lot of people know how to how to say, "Ah, you help me," but they don't know how to show gratitude. Gratitude is more a change of lifestyle than words. Can we take that chorus again?
1: Forever. For the cross, I'm for I'm forever grateful to you. That you came to seek, to seek and save the lost. I'm for.
0: whether you know it or not. Your real position is your lying before the cross. You think you're standing up, but you're lying before the cross. The cross is the place where your life, the Lord confronts you, your life. There's no hiding place. It's like the woman caught in adultery. Her position was she was down before the cross. And everybody said, stone her. And if you were to be left to the judgment of people you'll be stoned to death and they gave a reason why they should stone her and Jesus the one who went to the cross says I didn't come to condemn I came to save I am the one that makes a way where there used to be no way I'm the one that looks at your life supposing she repents who would she become supposing I gave her another chance Who will she or he become? Church is not a place we come to stone people. Church is a place where we seek the will of God and how to raise people from the dust of of, our life. And you know what happened? He made a way for her and said, He who is without sin, let him throw the first stone. It takes me to a song that I asked for by C.C. Winans. Mercy said no. Mercy said no over my life. You don't know where I'm coming from. You don't know what I have done. What you see is a work in progress. I wish there were honest people that would lift up their hands to God and say, I I have a past. (laughs) God has really helped me. No, it's going to be played by um, the multimedia. It's going to be played by multimedia. I got it ready for you. Mercy said no.
2: Be afraid. Mercy said no. Sin will never take control. Life and death stood face to face. Darkness tried to steal my heart away. Jesus, mercy said no.
0: my message this morning the cross is the ultimate symbol of God's mercy mercy said no concerning your life when darkness wanted to steal your soul when people wanted to stone you, mercy said no and now that mercy has delivered you from what you and I deserve It is time for us to rethink our lives and walk in the path that he has ordained for us to walk. As a matter of fact, Ecclesiastes 12, verses 12 to 13, I read from the Living Bible, says, But my son, my daughter be warned, there is no end of opinions ready to be expressed, particularly these days in the media studying them can go on forever and ever and become very exhausting here is my final conclusion fear god and obey his commandments for this is the entire duty of man praise god